I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey everyone, welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James and I'm putting this episode up on the main My Millennial Money channel just to let you know I run a podcast called My Millennial Money Express. It's just a short form podcast, usually no more than, I don't know, I try and keep it under 15 minutes. Um, So yeah, jump over and subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. Hope you're having a great break. I'm actually recording this episode on the 3rd of January, 2021 at about 7.30 p.m., And the reason I like to date and timestamp these types of episodes is because if we are talking about something, um, it's just good for you to know that uh, when you listen to it back, uh, if Bitcoin has shat itself, um, you know that I'm not uh, out of touch. Well, I kind of am out of touch, but I wanted to swing back around. I haven't really talked about Bitcoin since 2017. Um, It's getting a lot of press at the moment. I thought I'll jump on because I'm seeing it pop up everywhere. Uh, What basically happened was uh, in December 2017, it peaked at just under 20,000 US dollars per coin. And it then pretty much crashed back all through 2018 down to about, what are we, just under 4,000 US dollars per coin. And as at uh, this Sunday night, it is at 34,000 US per coin. So it has had a run. The last 24 hours, it's been about 16%. And I just wanted to get in front of this so you don't do your ass um, if you are interested in um, checking out Bitcoin because usually what happens, the press will get all over this now. Everyone will be talking about it now. But realistically, uh, this latest rally that's kind of happened, if you didn't already own it, well, could it go any higher? Not sure. There's speculation out there that it could go to 100,000 US per coin. The speculation that I've seen that it could go to 200, 140,000, 60,000. Uh, nobody knows it is a highly speculative asset. Maybe I should have called this podcast episode Bitcoin. This time it's different. And it is different in a couple ways. There's been an ETF in the US uh, that's going to be created or it has been or it's on the verge of being created. That's a Bitcoin ETF. We've seen big institutional money into Bitcoin. And that could be a, a thing where it's like, well, if it is going up, we don't want our customers and our clients to, to not get a slice of the action. And also, it could even be a, a slight marketing play where people, they can advertise like, oh, we also have an allocation to Bitcoin. So yeah, I, I guess this time it is slightly different where some of the big money is moving in to Bitcoin. I'm going to try and explain this whole Bitcoin thing, cryptocurrency thing, as if I was explaining it to my mother. So if you are listening, Wendy, thank you for listening. 
Now, just before we go on, if you are a cryptocurrency expert, if you are a Bitcoin boffin, I would really encourage you to probably not listen uh, because you're only going to rip me to shreds because I don't know enough, okay? And that's fine. I don't. I'm just here to facilitate a conversation and just talk about it and explain it in everyday language so people understand. So, let's just imagine for a moment, you've got your money in your current bank account. What happens is when you go to the shop and buy something, you take your card, you process a transaction, the money goes from effectively you or your bank through to the person that you're buying the item off. There is always a third party. They've got a bank, you've got a bank, there's a third party, there's a bank in the middle. That bank takes a fee and all your personal details are with that bank. So there's risks there that if the bank gets hacked, if the bank goes down, you could do your ass, all right? So the noble thing behind the cryptocurrency world or you know, particularly this Bitcoin and the blockchain technology is, is that it removes the middle person. So it's peer-to-peer. So remember like back in the day where you might download MP3s from like Napster and LimeWire and all that, you weren't downloading it from, you know, this centralized server. You were actually downloading it from other people's computer. So it was peer-to-peer. The intent with Bitcoin was to make it that we don't need a third party to manage. There's a public ledger that's encrypted that tracks every transaction. And you can go to the website. I'm just going to Google Bitcoin public ledger. uh, And then you can go to blockchain.com and you can actually see all the um, the latest transactions. So it's a public register. Geez, someone just did five hundred and thirty-nine thousand US dollars worth. They traded fifteen bitcoins. So it's it's public ledger, but it's all encrypted with a really long code, right? So basically, it's in theory it makes sense, right? That we can go about our day without an intermediary. And this was the intent of the anonymous person who created this back in 08, 09, that they wanted to remove the banks. And you can actually, um, I just found a link through Wikipedia. They did like this uh, manifesto and it was by, and the person or the, the group's name or whatever was Satoshi Nakamoto. That was their like their kind of code name. And it's this nine-page PDF manifesto of what they wanted to do. So they're explaining it all that yeah, we'll remove the central um, the central banks basically and it'll be all good. So totally awesome. And and just remember, it's just like another way to do it, another way to explain it, it would be like So, you can go online and buy a fraction of the Bitcoin and it just works like an exchange. There's exchanges. I use one uh, and I'll put a link in the show note. You can just buy it off somebody else. So, it's just like the the shares exchange and you can 
put money in and buy a fraction of a coin. So, it'd be like, just imagine your bank account right now. Just imagine that you could not ever withdraw physical cash. There was no bank, no ATMs. And it was just these numbers. That's kind of what it's like to own Bitcoin. And it's a philosophical thing because, you know, I recently sold uh, my car and it was the Prado. I recently sold the Prado because I needed a, a car with bigger towing capacity. But I actually sold it for more than what I paid for it. And it's a weird thing, right, that one, I bloody made money from a car, but two, something's only worth what we as a society think it's worth. So, philosophically, nothing's worth anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's we, we think gold's worth X amount because theoretically that's not it's an infinite, it's, it's not an infinite supply. The same thing is with our cars, with the jeans the, that we buy. The only reason that you can buy a Gucci belt for $6,000 is because somebody's willing to part with that much money for that item. So, that's kind of the same with, with Bitcoin, right? So, there's, a, there's not an infinite supply of Bitcoins. As a society, are we thinking these digital currencies have value and it appears that they do. The only difference is you really can't settle a government debt with Bitcoin at the moment. And I know China have uh, created this thing called WanPay. And while I'm here, I'll just say that there has been some stuff online where dodgy people have used photos of me and my name saying that I recommend WanPay. Uh, I don't recommend anything. Um, so, if it's not coming from my mouth or the My Millennium Money profile, ignore it. Um, so, yeah, that's just a sidebar. So, as a society, these things are there, um, but you can't settle a government debt with a Prado, right? So, we spend our money and we buy these items. The Prado that I bought went up in value. It's the same with I'll trade money for a piece of Bitcoin and that might go up in value because of more demand. So, we don't know where all this is going to go, but I guess what I want to say is the original purpose of uh, Bitcoin was to remove the banks and effectively governments, but if we can't settle a government debt with Bitcoin, uh, is it really worth anything? But it's a philosophical question, is anything worth anything? A lot of people are saying it's the new gold, which is fine. And I'm pretty agnostic to Bitcoin. I do hold some myself. Uh, I have for some time, but a lot of financial commentators will say, don't touch it. And I'm not going to say buy anything or don't buy anything. I just want to educate you to make your own decision. It is a very, very high speculative investment, if you would even call it an investment. Some people don't call it an investment. So, in my own life, I don't have more than a 10% allocation of my net worth outside of my home in highly speculative crap, okay? Because what happens is uh, it can all go down the toilet in one moment. If you're in debt, are you worried about investing? No, you need to pay off your debt. If you've got a goal to buy a house and save for a house deposit, 
Are you worried about short-term speculative investments to try and get a leg up? Probably not because you could do your ass. All right. So this is all simple stuff. And I just want to really tell you to use caution. Like, yeah, sure. If you want to check it out and have a look at the exchanges and all that, you can do that. The reason I'm personally not using it uh, or won't use it as a form of currency. So, you know, go down to the shop and, you know, there are some shops overseas. I think in London, there are some places where you could buy stuff with Bitcoin. Because it's, it's so volatile in price, why the hell would you want to use it as actually a currency? Because if it's just gone up 16% overnight and then the next day it could go down 16%, that Macca's meal that you bought, it could be worth 16% more the next day so you got a deal or worth 16% less the next day and you got screwed. So that's why I just think we're a very, very, very long way uh, from cryptocurrencies being actually used as tradable currencies. I think what will end up happening is governments will make their own currencies that they can track. Uh, and speaking of that, we will talk about the ATO and what they're doing with tax with Bitcoin, but you really do need uh, to get your own tax advice on that. I don't know if Bitcoin will ever be used as a trading currency until the governments allow you to settle a government debt. And that's the whole thing. I love the use of this. I just, I like, I honestly love the idea of this blockchain thing, no third party, no banks screwing us with fees, like love it but it's early days and I want you to be careful. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Let's move on. So the ATO in terms of tax, they kind of cut it two ways. And they say, if you use Bitcoin as a personal use asset, so you get it, you buy stuff with it, you trade with it, you buy stuff online with it, that's awesome. Uh, they will not tax you capital gains tax if it increases in value. But if you use it as an investment asset uh, and it goes up, you will be taxed on the increase. Now, if you do hold that coin uh, for over 12 months, you will get the capital gains tax discount of 50%. So, but that onus is on you and your own record keeping. And the ATO website actually has a lot of good information on this. So, you can just um, go to the ATO website. Uh, where is it? I've got it up on the screen. Yeah, it's just Google ATO transacting with cryptocurrency. And they'll just explain that. It's in everyday language, uh, but the onus is on you to keep records. And uh, I think if you are using it for personal use asset, you really have to prove to them that you were using it uh, for personal use. Uh, but certainly seek your own um, tax advice on that. So what's the long and the short of it? Well, the long and the short of anything is if you don't understand an investment, if you don't understand a scheme, if you don't understand anything, don't put your bloody money in it. It's as simple as that. All right. If you do not understand 
uh, how a Commonwealth Bank share works, do not invest in the Commonwealth Bank. It's as simple as that. It's no different. If you do understand it and you are out of debt, because we're not investing if we're in debt. You know, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about your mortgage. I'm just talking about personal loans, credit cards, all that crap. Your afterpays. You're not investing if you're in debt because the best investment you can make is paying the debt down so you're not charged 16% interest, all right? So if, you, if you're out of debt and you understand it and you want to learn more and perhaps put some money in, whether it is Bitcoin, whether it is pink diamonds from some rare mine in Africa, whether it is precious metals, whether it is artwork, whatever it is, I don't actually care. You just need to know that it's a high risk investment and you can't be putting a heap of money into it because you'll do your ass. The minute you try and invest to get a quick win is the minute you do your ass because you get greedy, the dopamine takes over and you do your ass. And I only look at it in US dollars because that's where the rest of the world's looking at it. I really don't look at it in Australian dollars because you can get like psychological thresholds and you'll see if you open the... um, the uh, just a chart and look at it, it kind of, you know, was bouncing up and down under the $20,000 limit and then it shot up. So I, I just look at US dollars. What I, I guess what I was saying is if you are going to put your toe in the water, it needs to be a long game. It, like my toe is in the water and I've got a bit of a problem because I've had money in Bitcoin for some time now. So I've had a really big increase and... I've got to do some thinking and working out myself whether I just, you know, sh- turn off CoinSpot and just forget about it or whether I um, and take my profits now. For me, it's a long game and I'm talking about 10 years long game. It could be worth nothing in 10 years. It could be worth 300,000 US dollars a coin in 10 years. Nobody knows. And this is why I'll repeat again. No more than 10% of your net worth and your net worth. So if you own a house or you've got a mortgage and you've got $100,000 equity in your house, forget about that $100,000. So your net worth is everything you own minus what you owe. So let's just do a little exercise. If you had $20,000 in your super fund, if you had $10,000 cash in the bank, if you had a car worth $10,000, that's $40,000, you really wouldn't be wanting to allocate more than $4,000 into highly speculative assets. So, I don't know, I'm just jumping on just to say I am I'm personally agnostic about this whole cryptocurrency thing. Do I want a dog in the fight? Absolutely, because I'll have FOMO too much if I don't, but I am controlled, I am measured, it's not for everyone. If you don't understand it, don't do it. Yeah, it's just got to be for long-term guys. Ordinarily, would I would I suggest you even consider it? Nope. If I just, I'm hesitant to even put this episode up, but I am because people will want to know what I think about it. And I think I like 
the idea of the blockchain technology. And I want to be very clear. I'm not the crypto Kool-Aid person. I'm not saying everyone put everything into it. It's the future and I've got my tin hat. I'm not that person. I'm just interested and I've got a little bit of a dog in the fight just for the long term. Yeah, if you don't know, the answer is no. I would be more inclined to say, don't even worry about it. Don't worry about the hype. Yeah, I, I just don't know. The more I think about, the more I would say to somebody, don't worry about it unless you totally understand it, unless you totally don't need the money. I'm just not going there. Oh, and before I go, if you have listened all this way and you really enjoy the podcast, my challenge is how can we grow this community? Can you forward this episode to somebody who you think might be interested? Can you find another episode that you're really valued and can you forward that to somebody? I'd appreciate it, guys. See you soon. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.